Hello, and welcome to another Transmission from the Lake. I'm Melanie Gillespie, and you probably know that if you're here, but just in case you don't, it's great to have you here. And uh, I'm here at the lake, and the lake is bringing in beautiful extra energies and magic from Earth. Uh, and the water is such a beautiful conductor of that energy. It's really powerful and wonderful. And the lake being itself is amazing. I uh, was, uh, it was suggested to me that I bring in a new transmission to share with you about the upcoming transition um, and bridge time that is opening up with December 21st. So December 21st is a transition point, uh, and we will all have some different experiences around that. There's a wide range of experiences around that. And I'm going to kind of focus on that today to share that with you. So this is a transition point where one thing ends and another begins. And what you're working through now, leading up to it, is your choice, is your decision about what is it uh, or what, what are the various things that you want to end, that you want to complete, and what do you want for that next phase, that next place, that next place, that next space that you're going to. And I'm here to encourage you as much as possible to choose your highest path, even though you may and probably have very little clarity about what does that actually mean. Um, the highest path choice for this particular transition and bridge opportunity really does involve quite a bit of the old classic and most wonderful but also terrifying leap, uh, the leap into the unknown, that beautiful sort of leap in the net will appear kind of experience, that super trust fall, that kind of I'm just jumping off the cliff with absolute faith that my, my wings will sprout from my shoulder blades uh, as I'm falling because actually I will then soar and this is it is the leaping that allows my wings to open up and be available to me and unfurl and be the beautiful uh, kind of new version of me. If you want that highest path, what's going on and what what you know what's kind of going on around that and what will be coming around that is that you're going to be required, if you will, to make use of what you have learned about yourself, about how to take responsibility for yourself and how to recognize your own power um, that you have really, that has really been coming in over this past year. So this is a really great opportunity to be reflecting on this past year. Now, I know that many people prefer to do this right at the end of the calendar year, going into January. Uh, and I'm just here to tell you that now is a better time to do this. Um, in general, the rhythms of the year, this is a better time to do this before solstice, which is one of the things going on on the 21st anyway. But for this year in particular, you'll get extra leverage. If you're kind of reflecting back on um, kind of this past year and all that you have come through so far and what is still remaining that you would like to let go of. Because this phase in these recent weeks and months has been a huge phase of emptying and purging. And if you want that highest path, you want to stay committed to the emptying, to the letting go. 
You want to assess what is no longer strong enough, what is no longer true enough, what is no longer aligned anymore for you. You want to let that go. What is necessary for you to go for you as you go ahead? What do you want to complete and never bother with again? And you can do this at a kind of mind level, if you will, or sort of like an external or intellectual level, but there's a rich, rich, robust opportunity to do this at a very deep level, maybe an emotional level, but even deeper at an energetic level. Now, when you think about what is necessary for you going ahead, I want you to think about this in the context or in the with the concept, that is, of what is your sacred ecosystem needing to be. And I want you to think about that sacred ecosystem as starting within you. So what is what are the requirements that are going to be both of yourself and for yourself as you move into this next phase and you think about the next few years and what's going what you're what you'll be calling in? What are what does that sacred ecosystem internally need to look like? And then also are there things outside of you, around you, in your external sort of sacred ecosystem, if you will, that no longer serve, that no longer align, that no longer carry the correct integrity for where you're going, right? Integrity is just simply about alignment, right? That that there is a that there isn't a disconnect, that there isn't a dissonance, that there is correctness, a truth. Truth is a concept that can be loaded for people, but that there is an alignment that is direct and pure, unmitigated. That is really what integrity is about. So the 21st is both solstice, which is always fun and powerful and wonderful, um, and also there are a bunch of powerful astrological conjunctions and happenings that I'm not going to get into here because actually it really doesn't matter. Um, also, I'm not an astrology expert, uh, and I want to do say a note that I do find astrology to be very useful at times um, as a mental model and as a particular tool or heuristic. Um, typically, I find astrology to be useful when I'm looking at time-bound things. Astrology is a very time-bound art and science uh, or discipline, whatever you, however you want to talk about it uh, or label it. And it is, uh, but it is very limited by being so locked into time. And so keep that in mind uh, when you think about mental models that you find useful um, and when, right? Now, this is actually a great example around sacred ecosystem. Um, it may be that you have been very locked in to astrology as a guiding force that's been super useful and activating and illuminating for you in many, many ways, maybe even for years. That's amazing. You may be sensing a kind of a, I don't, uh, I don't know, this isn't quite serving me. I'm looking more and more like finding more astrology people, like I don't like the old ones or things aren't quite lining up or it doesn't quite, it doesn't kind of give me the satisfaction or it doesn't give me the intel. This could be an example of my sacred ecosystem requires additional new, perhaps to be discovered, uh, mental models and uh, and kind of you know art forms or intel sources to inform where I'm going and to inform my heart and my spirit and my path. Um, 
which isn't to say you have to turn away from or discard astrology at all, but that you're sort of blending it in now as one color in your palette that you sort of paint from uh, to, to illuminate and, uh, and know your path. So it's just an example. I'm not saying that's what you need to do. Uh, it's just an example that may help you understand a little bit about this transition point and what it could look like around sacred ecosystem. And also to explain my perspective personally, just from my own personal experience about astrology, that it has usefulness for me when I'm thinking about time-bound things or experiences that are happening in a certain kind of timeline. Um, but I often um, enjoy and love the out-of-time experiences and um, find that my time inside time, if you will, is the most uh, fun and useful and at my highest and best when I'm very light touch as, as, as it were around the time stuff. Okay. So going into the 21st, for most of us, this will not look like stepping over a threshold from one room into another where you're just sort of like, blink, I went from this place to the next place. You know, I was here on the 20th and now on the 22nd, I'm here, right? For very few people that's, that will, for most people that will not be the case. Um, uh, you know, there will be a few people that will have an experience like that, and they will be people that have been working significantly and intentionally for a very long time on their own energetics and, um, you know, kind of personal transformation and cleaning and clearing. Um, but everyone has access to an opportunity with this uh, transition time, and that's really what I'm here to be talking about today. So, it's going to be more like with the 21st that you're stepping onto a bridge and you're choosing the bridge, right? It's more like you've climbed to the top of a mountain. You've been climbing to the top of the mountain all year long and it's just been a beast of a mountain. Like it's just, this is like Everett level crap that you've been doing and it's been rough and it's been brutal. And, you know, hopefully you had a little bit of Sherpa help, but probably you were doing most of your carrying all on your own because that's just been the nature of 2020, uh, in terms of the kind of the energetic and internal work that we've been doing. Um, so you've been climbing to the top and on the 21st, you're going to summit or thereabouts, right? And um, but you're not done, right? Like that's not the end of your life. That's not the end of your journey journey. Now there's going to be kind of a new mountain to climb or a new place to journey through it may not be a mountain. And it's really like you got to the top. And instead of just being alone at the top, suddenly you see that there's bridges, um, that lead into the clouds and you can't see where they go. Um, and one of them is like the higher bridge. And one of them is kind of more of a normal bridge. So, a normal bridge being meaning like a bridge that you're used to that looks comfortable and safe to you. And so the bridge that kind of leads up is maybe sort of like one of those kind of like rickety little bridges that, you know, you see going over like the rainforest chasm and it's got just the little tiny, you know, um, wooden planks held together by, you know, ropes and then like a rope you know, uh, rope handles, you know, that are going along the side and it looks pretty rickety and scary. So that's your higher path bridge, right? So grab it if you want it and get on there and trust that you'll be held and that the bridge will hold for you. Um, once you step on this bridge and you are committed to it, 
One of the cool things about this December 21st uh, transition time is that once you're on that, the pathway backwards closes. It's like all of a sudden there's no longer an access point for you to go back to the top of Mount Everest and move back down. Like that's over. It's just gone. Like some of those rungs on that bridge, um, you know, they fell off. And now you're, you're forced to move forward. It's super, it's actually a really cool, really supportive, really useful thing. Um, you know, there's often an expression that, uh, that people use that I personally love, this idea of burning your boats, right? That you've got to burn all your boats. And, uh, and you know, when you kind of sail to a new land, if you burn all your boats there in the harbor, then you have no choice but to kind of go in overland to see what's there and explore. You can't sail back. And uh, that level of commitment is super, super freeing, even though it's also can be very terrifying as well. So in this case, kind of energetically, that will happen for you. You don't even have to do anything about it. All you have to do is just kind of be like, ooh, I'm on the bridge. Oh, cool. I don't even know where it goes. We're going to go into this these high-level mists that are really kind of beautiful and cool, and I can kind of generally see where we're going, but I'm just going to follow the bridge. I'm excited. I chose it, and I love it, and I know that this bridge was constructed by me and my higher self and the universe and the paniverse, which is all of the universes uh, that kind of come together, that are there are many different timelines and and versions of yourself and your higher self and your soul and all of the different worlds and experiences. Um, so the Paniverse is, is all here supporting you and supporting this bridge and has helped you build it. Uh, and you've built it and you built it really well. Even if you're not sure about it, you did. Trust me. I know you did. So commit to it, enjoy it, be thrilled by all the energetic support, uh, love the fact that you've burned all your boats and that you are now moving forward. Um, and that journey across the bridge is going to vary uh, quite a bit in some different ways, and I'll talk a little bit about that, right? Um, for many, the feeling of the, oh, now I'm finally on the new land. I've gotten to the other side of the bridge and I see what's here for me now. And I understand like what this land looks like and if it's another mountain to climb or if it's, you know, um, you know, some beautiful land to move across, like whatever it is, right? Um, that feeling of, oh, I'm finally here and I get it and I see it and I can tell what's going on and I experience myself as moving forward on it with sort of increasingly sure steps and bright sunlight telling me what's going on and you know, shining a light on everything that will powerfully be happening for many people starting January 20th and after now for many not for many for some um, and for a few that clarity will happen more quickly but for all there'll be a big, huge boost, if you will, of kind of um, forward momentum and bright light um, and kind of clarity and awareness and kind of shining into all of the different little nooks and crannies and details of this new landscape uh, from the 20th, from January 20th. So the experience of the bridge time in between December 21st and January 20th is going to vary a lot depending on um, where you are as you go into December 21st. And where you, by, by where you are, I mean where you are regarding like your energetics, 
your connectedness to spirit, divinity, the universe, life force, God, goddess, your core essence, your soul self, your higher self, whatever your mental models are for this. That connectedness is really like, can you open that in your heart? Can you open your heart at a, at a very simple, functional level? How can you expand and deepen your heart's capacity for love? Right? Um, and also, of course, like various esoteric capacities that, um, that you know, you may have been developing over some time. Um, so, but all will be supported to experience this kind of highlighting or clearer focus and brighter clarity of what you have done this year during your bridge time, right? You'll be seeing more and more of what have you done this year? What have you let go of? You know, where are those, what, what, what are more the kind of the details of the no turning back points, the things that you truly have let go of that maybe you weren't even a hundred percent sure. Did I really let go of those? I meant to let go of those. I'm not hundred percent sure if I did. <laughs> so you'll get some kind of information and clarity about that to really just see how far you've come and, and uh, be starting to see more detail about what you truly want. That detail will start coming in while you're on the bridge, I promise. Um, and you know, just it, it just it may take longer. It may happen right away, um, but you will be starting to get more of that detail and more of that. Okay, well, here we go. Um, I'm done with this Mount Everest slog, <laughs> and then things really brighten up, and that launch feeling, that kind of rocket ship takeoff momentum feeling um, around kind of the new phase, really comes in with January 20 and beyond. Um, although again, you know, if you've really been working on the inner energetics and esoteric side of things and the spirit connectedness stuff, you're going to feel a lot of that, um, kind of forward momentum earlier, but there is definitely possibility during this bridge time to also, um, kind of need some rest, or some pause or some downtime um, to collect yourself because you've been going through really intense energies and experiences. And so, and this is a different kind of rest, um, uh, has a sort of a different quality to it. So that bridge that we've envisioned, like actually I'm in my mind's eye, I'm seeing the bridge and suddenly I'm seeing these little kind of oasis points along the way, these little like way stations or rest stops where you can kind of like stop the traveling on the bridge and just kind of like, oh, hang out. And you're in this like beautiful kind of like spa in the clouds where you're just kind of resting and recuperating and supporting yourself and kind of enjoying just kind of the pause and then moving back along the bridge again towards this next phase. I want you to think about this bridge time like a gestation or a metamorphosis, right? Like a gestation where you are kind of birthing yourself. And sometimes people think about gestational periods in the body, uh, like when we're birthing, uh, when we're when we're when we're growing a life inside our bodies as human women, or you know whatever, you know, however different mammals are doing that, um, as a kind of a passive thing, like oh we're just because we're looking at it from the outside, where it's like, oh yeah, oh now we're just going to be gestating this baby and we're just all going to be waiting it in passive mode for nine months or 18 months if it's an elephant. <laughs> and um, But actually, the human body, just to use that as the metaphor here for a moment, um, is incredibly busy when it is gestation, gestating. And in fact, um, 
uh, I didn't realize this connection until right now as I'm sharing it, but uh, in terms of my own kind of the stories that are given to me to share with you, but um, this, so this is really kind of interesting. Um, but the human body, the woman's body, uh, during the first trimester of uh, gestation, of building and growing that baby, um, is, going, is using the same amount of physical energy in the body as it takes to climb Mount Everest. Um, and I remember learning this fact when I was pregnant, um, 22 years ago, my daughter's 21 now, um, and just being amazed by what the body is doing and how busy it is and how intense in, and, and, you know, intense that is. So I would say that you've been actually in that process for yourself for many months. And that's been some of that slogging up the, the Mount Everest that I talked about earlier. Um, and now you're kind of coming into like the last month, maybe, you know, we'll see how far this metaphor goes. Um, but uh, you're, you know, you're in, you're still in that kind of gestational period, which is another um, reason why you may need rest uh, as you're kind of going across, across the bridge. But there is a birthing that will happen or that is happening while you're on the bridge. And this is of you, of your next phase of yourself. The other metamorphosis um, metaphor that I'm particularly drawn to for this period in particular, this December 21st transition, um, is that of the dragonfly. And I'm going to tell you just a little bit about the dragonfly's um, experience and lifespan because it's just astonishing and um, important for you to actually have a little tiny bit of the science in order to see the power of this important analogy for us, for what we're going through. So now the metaphor, the sorry, the dragonfly's uh, metamorphosis um, includes a drive innately within them to switch from living underwater to suddenly one day living in the very air that would have killed it in its earlier stages. Right, so you start to see like, oh yeah, okay, I get that now with this December 21st. Like, that's powerful. That's really interesting. The dragonfly goes through three stages in its life, the egg, the nymph or larval stage, and then adult. And it is this transition from nymph to adult, from larva to adult, that is when it moves from being um, aquatic to aerial um, in its, you know, as it does its emergence. And emergence to me is a very powerful word and has been for decades. Um, I actually used to write a blog in an old uh, CEO job called Convergence Emergence. Uh, and I've been thinking about that title recently and feeling like some version of that title needs to come back in the world in some way, but, but for different purposes. Um, in any event, back to, to our wonderful dragonfly. So, during its nymph stage, it molts numerous times. Like basically its whole kind of larval nymph stage is basically eating, 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 taking things in, and then molting because it's growing so much, right? So does this start to sound familiar? Like, oh, hello, December, uh, hello, 2020, I see you. <laughs> um, and then just prior to its emergence into adulthood from aquatic to aerial, it has a rest period before like while final changes are being made inside its larval exoskeleton okay right oh hello this sounds a lot like what we're talking about here um and i promise you i didn't actually 
like map the bridge metaphor to this. Like it was, these were just given to me. And then I kind of was like, oh, look up a little bit more about the dragonfly scientific process. And then some of these words I'm pulling from a dragon, from a text about dragonfly from a science site. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love this. It's so fantastic. It's so perfect. So here I'm going to just read a direct uh, couple of sentences written in this, from this scientific uh, site. After a short period of rest, the skin at the back of the head cracks open and the thorax emerges from the larval skin. The split enlarges down the back and the head, compressed wings, legs, and part of the abdomen are forced out. The dragonfly rests again, arched backwards and hanging from its unreleased abdomen. During this time, the legs harden, grabbing its shedding larval case with its quote-unquote new legs, the dragonfly pulls its abdomen free. The abdomen extends and the wings unfurl as they fill with hemolymph, which is its blood. After a short while, the hemolymph is drawn back into the body and then the juvenile or tenoral dragonfly rests, letting the wings dry for about an hour before the first flight is attempted. Doesn't that sound brutal? and crazy and wild and what would ever compel that little nymph to go above the surface of the waterline and turn into this completely different creature? Evolution, baby. It's a powerful thing. Evolution is here and is underway now for humanity, and we're all experiencing it in different waves, if you will. We're bringing in Homo luminous, Homo claris. It's fully underway now. And this is really what the December 21st transition is about, is that this has begun, that this evolution, this evil leap for humanity and for the planet, which the humanity evil leap is tied to the planet's evil leap, this new earth, this new planetary evil leap is underway fully. It's going to take many, many years to complete. So this isn't like, Oh, we walk from one room to another, if you will, and everything's completely done overnight. That's just, we are here in physical bodies. The earth is here in a physical body. These are choices that the spirit, that the soul has made, and the earth has its own beingness, its own soul, just like you do, just like everything does. And that um, physicality, that choice to be in a denser dimension where there is matter, means that certain processes have to happen more slowly, right? The body just can't overnight turn into, uh, you know, have all of its sort of cellular membrane processing switch completely to accept all of the new light that's coming in, the neural uh, switches and changes that are happening inside the brain and its connectedness to the rest of the body doesn't happen overnight. And I'm not just talking about kind of traditional neuroscience rewiring stuff. I'm talking about actual shifts. Um, in the brain. So now this process, this evil leap, will take many years to complete. You may be worried for yourself or, and or for those that you love that you're going to kind of miss this window. This is very common. I hear this all the time from people. Oh, the transition is coming. Oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be left behind. Or my loved ones are going to be left behind and I'm going to have to choose, stay behind with them or move ahead. This is not correct. There is a choice for you to stay inside safe relationships, not safe, safe isn't the right word, comfortable relationships that you think of as safe, but it is a false sense of safety. 
comfortable relationships, reliant on kind of the old ways, that's that lower bridge that I talked about. When you come to the top, you're coming to the top of Mount Everest on December 21st, you're making a decision, am I taking the lower bridge or the higher bridge? The higher bridge may mean that some of those relationships no longer serve you, but the ones that you love, the ones that matter to you, you don't, you're not, you're not abandoning them and they are not left behind, unavailable to you. Um, everyone has their own pathways and their own journey here. You're not going to miss the bridge. They're not going to miss the bridge. The bridge does burn down for you once you take it. It does, you can't go back. But it doesn't shut for others in a general sense. They can take later bridges that will have their own flavor and process. They have as much free will as you do. And wherever they are in their journey, the universe will meet them there. And the universe will support them and serve them and continue to help guide them to their heart and to the expansion of their heart and the expansion of their connectedness and their willingness and openness to trust and take these trust leaps, these, these, these trust falls, uh, these leaps of faith off the cliff that will cause your wings to open and unfurl so that you can then soar. During this time, it is so important to, quote-unquote, stay in your lane. Um, and this, it, this thing about staying in your lane, what I mean is focusing on your own journey and what is your work to do for yourself and what is not. And as it relates to this time period and the, and the desire to take that highest bridge, walk away or turn away from anything fear-based as much as you can including the fear of others being left behind. This is focus on you time. And you can help others with their own transitions later if that is your call to do so. But they don't need that to get there. They can get there. They can do it. You can do it. If you decide not to do it this time, you can do it later. You won't have the kind of supercharged, turbo boost, slingshot trampoline effect that December 21 is bringing. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't still make choices to keep up leveling. All right. Um, the staying in your lane piece, this importance of turning away from fear, I want to be just a little bit more specific about that. I want you to understand that turning away from fear is not about pretending you don't have the fear. It's not about stuffing it down um, and saying, oh, no, no, I'm not afraid of that. Don't look over there, right? It's not the negative where, you know, it's like, oh, don't look at that elephant. And then all your brain can think about is what elephant, right? Like, <laughs> that's not how it works, right? No amount of bypassing or stuffing or ignoring will work. If you have a sense of fear, I guess actually what I should be saying is not turn away from it, but face it. Uh, and that that's actually more accurate in terms of like the physical body metaphor is to face it and, and accept it, embrace it, understand that in many ways your fear is coming from a part of you that wants to help keep you safe, even if it's very misguided in how it's interpreting things, um, and bringing that information to you. And so just like, you know, the little kid who does some kind of 
who's trying to do something to make you a beautiful gift and accidentally like cuts up your favorite jacket or your favorite silk blouse to use it to make some kind of, you know, little kid artwork and brings it to you to be like, oh, here's this beautiful thing that I made for you. And you're like, oh no, you just destroyed my favorite shirt. Instead of yelling at the little kid or destroying that artwork, just grab that little kid and hug them and say, I love you for loving me. Thank you. And then let it go, right? Let that old silk blouse go. Let the whole thing go. And just let it, bring it back, give it back to the universe. Transmute it. Let it dissolve, right? Let it dissolve just like, you know, and in some cases it may be easy to just let it dissolve away like sugar water, like sugar in water. In other cases, you may be kind of back to that, Oh, I'm back to the dragonflies metamorphosis and it's brutal. You know, the skin at the back of my head is cracking open. You know, the split is enlarging down my back and my head like, you know, I'm hanging from my unreleased abdomen. (laughs) You know, it really does work as a metaphor. Um, It's a little brutal and I hope you don't mind, but um, it really does work. So sometimes it's going to be just a simple dissolve, but sometimes it's going to be a little bit brutal and it's okay. You can do it. The only thing you need to do it is to bring your heart into it. Um, Now, I want you to refer back if you want more details on um, December 12th coming up, which is an important portal opportunity for kind of continuing to support ourselves to make this higher choice moving into the 21st. Um, uh, So there's a lot more details on what's going on with December 12th and the solar solar eclipse is on December 14th. These are important and interesting um, marker points along the way between now and the 21st that can be useful uh, and also a lot more information about right how to support yourself through these changes between now and the 21st and that letting go process especially how to support yourself physically um, these are all inside uh, my most uh, my last transmission from the lake which was dated from November 25th you can find that on my site um, and so you can get a lot more there if you're like, oh, wait, this is the first time I'm hearing about this stuff. How do I support myself between now and then to have the best experience of this process before the transition? There's a bunch in there for you. One thing that I will add about supporting yourself that I don't think I remembered to cover in that one um, is to bring the frequencies of nature inside your home uh, and especially where you sleep. Um, and you want to bring these frequencies of nature inside in order to help your body have increased resilience against the artificial frequencies that are just present in all of our homes um, and present, you know, in many places on the planet. You know, think about things like sort of satellite transmissions or in your home, you know, the microwave or the Wi-Fi or the phone or whatever, right? Um, we're not going to not have these things around and it's not about trying to protect yourself or hide from them or like go be in a cave. That's not useful. Um, what is useful is to focus on the way in which the body as it's going through its changes and it is building up new capacities it's building up new capacities to actually prioritize and um and draw from natural frequencies and you want to support that by all of the ways i mentioned in the earlier transmission audio but also by bringing in the frequencies of nature into your home and um in the form of things like stones or plants um 
these help your body stay attuned to natural frequencies and kind of build that resilience. Um, and the body is learning how to keep out those artificial frequencies as you're doing this up leveling. Um, so particularly, so you do this anyway, right? But particularly if it's an area of fear for you as it is, I know it is for many people. Um, just let it go and focus instead of focusing on the fear of, oh no, what's it going to do? And I better get like, you know, all my silver threaded clothes and, you know, all of my different, you know, blockers and whatever. Um, you know, if those are working for you, great. I'm not, I'm not dismissing anybody's tactics for anything, but they are fear-based. They are about blocking. They are kind of a lower frequency tactic. Instead, bring a higher frequency tactic in, which is the positive, which is to bring in the supports for the natural frequencies to be more available for the body to draw on, for the body to have tons of access to those natural frequencies in its home environment. Um, and particularly while sleeping, which was when many of these kind of new energetic shifts are most intensely happening in the body. Um, so bring that stuff in. Plants, rocks, uh, stones, crystals, grow some microgreens, just get a little tray of them growing because then you kind of get that two for one of, you know, you've got life force, natural frequencies, but you're also growing for your body, the microgreens, the greens, you know, that beautiful extra plant support and chlorophyll that your body really wants and needs as it's up leveling. So have a lot of fun with this and, um, Try to bring that kind of return to or bring in for the first time a sort of childlike sense of wonder and glee and anticipation and joy about what's coming. And, um, you know, just all of the wonderful things are happening and it's going to be really beautiful. And you're going to have moments when you're going to be that dragonfly <laughs> where it feels like you're getting flayed alive because you kind of are. And that's OK. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, it's it's a it, it, awakening can be a savage process for sure. There's nothing gentle and sweet about any of this stuff, even um, even though it is wonderful and is about love. Um, remember that you chose to be here at this time in this body for a reason. And even if you don't know what that reason is right now, you if you're listening to this, then you feel the call of it, and um, that reason will become clear to you as you go across this new bridge that is becoming available to yourself and be patient with yourself between now and then and be patient with yourself during the bridge time as well. Um, it's just more opportunities to build up the muscles around trust uh, and letting the universe uh, hold you and support you um, and even carry you sometimes. Sometimes we can't even walk forward on that bridge and we can say carry me forward and the universe will do that if you let it. Hmm. Um, Okay, so that is, that's, I think that's everything that I want to bring to you today, that the lake wants to bring to you today, and um, I love you, and uh, I'm rooting for you, and, uh, and I love to hear your stories about your journey, and thank you for paying attention and listening to these transmissions. <laughs>